What's up, Common Room? I hope you're well and you've smashed your week so far. Welcome to this week's Sports Fix with me, Ben Cullen. Marquetta Vondrasova became the first unseeded player to win the women's Wimbledon singles title. Vondrasova is ranked 42nd in the world after missing six months of last season with a wrist injury. And in the men's, Carlos Alcaraz won the Wimbledon men's singles title for the first time by ending Novak Djokovic's recent dominance with a stunning victory. Alcaraz fought back from a nervy start to win 1-6, 7-6, 6-1, 3-6, 6-4 against the defending champion. Djokovic was going for a fifth straight win, an eighth men's triumph and a 24th major, all record equal in feats. But the 36-year-old serve was outlasted by top seed Alcaraz, who underlined his class by winning his second major title. New Zealand survived a fight back from South Africa to win their rugby championship match 35-20 in Auckland. The All Blacks made a strong start with tries from Aaron Smith and Shannon Frizzell, helping them into a 17-0 lead. A Faftaclerk penalty got the Springboks off the mark and reduced the deficit to 23-15. But New Zealand responded with Will Jordan and Richie Mwanga scores to get them home and dry. They are the reigning World Cup champions, so we knew we would be a good test to see where we were at as a team, said Captain Sam Kane. The Women's Football World Cup kicked off yesterday, but who will be lifting trophy at the end of it? The United States are looking to defend their back-to-back titles. Can they go three in a row and make history? European champions England will certainly compete well and are chasing a first World Cup crown. The Republic of Ireland are competing in their first World Cup and joint hosts Australia and New Zealand hope to make it a memorable one. Some matches you can keep an eye out for this weekend is the Netherlands against Portugal and Brazil versus Panama. All right, team, we have got a very special guest today. I'm super excited to welcome Reeve Choi to Sports Fix. Reeve is the head coach and president of the China Hong Kong Skateboarding Federation. Reeve is joining us via Zoom today. Reeve, how are you? Hi, fine. Thank you. How are you, man? I'm good. Congratulations. You've just become a dad for the second time. Thank you very much. Yeah. How's that been? Uh, busy, busy. <laughs> yes. Good man. Good man. Well, congratulations. Um, we're excited to chat to you today. We're going to do some quick fire questions. We're going to see sure. what the, the listeners think of you and, and get an insight into how skating looks for you and what, what you're like as a person. Okay. Thank you. Favorite skater of all time? Uh, Eric Costin. Favorite place you've ever skated? Uh, home. <laughs> pizza or donuts? <laughs> uh, pizza. Surf or snowboard? Snowboard. How many bones have you broken? Uh, three. Not too bad. I was expecting more. Uh, <laughs> Not then, too bad. <laughs> cats or dogs? Uh, cats. Cats. Very good. Reeve, thank you for that. Can you give the listeners a brief rundown of who you are and sort of what you do day to day? Yeah, I'm Reeve. I actually run the Hong Kong um, Skateboarding Federations and um, I train uh, Hong Kong skateboarders to the, uh, I would say, all kind of contexts, uh, especially international ones. We have been the first um, and ever the first person, like I would say skater, like female skateboarder to go to Nanjing, China with the Olympic team training. So that's a very good experience. And I'm the first Hong Kong guy to be the ISCP, that means like International Skateboarding Certification Program of the board member. So this never been happened that have a Hong Kong guy 
to to do that for Hong Kong and China. So that's helped the coach in here or in China or anybody who want to learn more how to be a coach, how to coaching, and that comes I would say only this. 10 years because when I was young, I skate uh, 1988 when I was eight. So now I'm 42, turned 43 this years, and uh, over 30 years been just like skateboarding. I like skateboarding because like first came is like it's looking cool. <laughs> well, that, that was going to be one of my first quest. That was going to be one of my first questions. Like, how did you oh, get yeah. into skateboarding? Uh, just looking cool and and feel like um, something. Different and danger. So when I was a kid, I always want to try like some danger. Some kids like to play football. Some kids like to play fireworks on the hands. But me, I, I, I prefer skateboarding. <laughs> yeah. And and did you have any influences? Is there any anyone in your family? Like where did you see these people skateboarding? This is you know I guess some before the internet. So like how did you see people skateboarding? Uh, okay, in, in the 80s, like, there's no internet, there's no, like, videos that we can see easily. I actually, first I saw is uh, people who skate in the streets in Hong Kong. Actually, in, in the park, not skate park, just, just a park. The park, yeah. Like, like, you can, you can, you can see old man playing chess, like, like, around and people just skate there. And I was like, oh, this guy, how come they look so cool? Like, what it is? Cause I never saw. I only saw, like, bicycle. Not even a scooter in that time in the nineties. I mean eighties. And uh, yeah, I, I just I just feel like it. And and somehow like my my elder sisters, she bring a skateboard. I would say like a toy board to home, and and I just like it. <laughs> awesome. And then you you got your skateboard, your first skateboard shortly after that, I guess. Yeah. Um. After that, I would try to find anywhere to buy because there's no like proper skate shop in Hong Kong in that time. I would say the first one open is like 90, 91 or 92, something like this in Jim Sa Choi. There's a skate shop and, and there's a first proper skateboard that I bought from there. Yeah. Is that skateboard shop still open? Yeah. Uh, no, it's closed down now, oh, but, uh, there's shame. still, there's, there's still an old one there. It's almost like 25 years in one chai. Yeah. Very cool. And did you have a teacher or did you just self-taught? It doesn't sound like skating was popular back then. Obviously it was, it was very new. Yeah. Yeah, in the, in the 80s, 90s, there's no like coaching or teacher, not like any other sports because, uh, skateboard is just like, like you, you, you do it, you do it by yourself. And I just learn it myself, like watching like some, some magazine, you know, like read some magazine, like how you do, how you jump it. Yeah. Like in that time, I even don't know the name of the tricks, you know, and it's, oh, when you're jumping, it's named like Ollie or whatever, kickflip, like those kind of things. And, uh, um, finally we have VHS. <laughs> so we, we buy some VHS from the skate shop or even or order it from like, like friend from or family from overseas and send it to you. And somehow, like, um, the most difficult thing is because in that moment, if people who, who got VHS, they will know, like, NTSC or PAL. So somehow the tape, they won't play if you got the Hong Kong sum of the machine. So it's so difficult that you have to watch it and you remember it and you go to the park and learn it by yourself. That's crazy. <laughs> I mean, the life is so yeah. different now, isn't it? Yeah, now it's easy. You got a phone, yeah. you just watch the trick and you can do it. <laughs> So you've you've answered my question somewhat about yourself, but like I, I want to ask the question for for the other people as well. Do people get attracted to skateboarding mainly because it is cool and it seems like a different culture and there is danger? Do you think they are the main attractions for skateboarding? Um, I would say 
mostly attract them like the kids who want to learn skateboard is they look like cool and something so different what they they would think. So I think first step, whoever they try, like I have teach over like 600 different students. Mostly they came for it. Oh, it just looks so cool. I won't try. Or some people they just think it was like so fast. But I would always say skateboard is not about the speed or things. It's like everything, like tricks, sports, skills, um, your mindset, everything. Yeah. Yeah. Now, what about the the culture in Hong Kong? How has it grown over the last, obviously, since you started skating, but like particularly across maybe the last five years? Well, the culture is so different now. Like uh, um, after the 2020 Olympic, it was like um, all the I would say all the families or adults they accepted skateboard. Like before that, if you carry a skateboard, if you go out wherever in the cities, like you, you carry it to the market, people look at you, seems like weird, like a street boy, like an image just doesn't look good. But now it's more like professional. Oh, you know skateboard. Oh, you're a pro. You're you're coaching. You're like a lot of like good names for skateboarders. But before that, I would say before ten years, it was like only like all oh, bad people who stay at the night. Uh, people not going home, staying in the streets. But um, now everybody look at skateboarding is good. Like so, you can see like two or three years old kid, they already start skateboarding because as a sports. People now look at the culture. It's like skateboarding is a proper sports. Yeah. Yeah. And and do you think, uh, you know, how much do you know about what's happened in China as well? As as the same thing happening in China as well? Because, you know, they obviously have a huge focus on the Olympics and the amount of medals they get um, every time round. Do you think the sport is booming there as well since the introduction of the Olympics? Uh, the China is even much better, I would say, because uh, um, like like they have like 200 skate park now for like a couple of years. For Hong Kong, we only have like 11. And the government is really supporting. They have built like uh, the, the skateboarding stadium. It was in Nanjing for the training team that we've been there. It's like yeah. four different floors. So big. They have like park style, street style. They have a very good coach from overseas. Um, they have the training program every day from 10 a.m. to 6 p.m. Wow. And it's like, it's like really like, 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 like training, like, like, I would say, um, like a like a skateboarding army there, you know what I mean? Like a, like soldier and people like the train. You can see every day like people like like the kids from eight years old already much better than us. They skate for two years, but in Hong Kong maybe you you see some like like teenage out there like they skate for three four years. Still like 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 four years in Hong Kong is like half a year in China. Thank you for joining us on the show this week, Reeve. We look forward to hearing more from you next week. Hong Kong, are you ready? This is the hottest ticket in the world right now. Daniel Ricciardo is back in a Formula One car. How can my hottest ticket in the world this week not be that? He is racing for Alpha Tauri and I'm so excited to see what he can do. I think the pressure is off now. He's not in the Red Bull and I'm looking forward to it. The Hungarian Grand Prix is my hottest ticket in the world this week. Have a great weekend, everyone, and I'll see you for your Sports Fix next week.